God's good, ain't he? Psalm 57, 7 says, My heart is steadfast. O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. The King James Version says, My heart is fixed. O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. That Hebrew word, steadfast or fixed, uh, means to be set up, to be established, to be firmly secure. I hope today that we have come to this assembly and we have come established and stable in the God we serve. Amen? This is a God who doesn't say one thing and does another. This is a God who says one thing and always follows through. Amen? I'm excited about this lesson. Luke tells me I say that every time. But guess what? I'm excited about this lesson. I can't help it. If you would, turn with me to Luke chapter 13. And we're going to be in the gospel uh, according to Luke chapter 13 verses 1 through 9. And for just a few minutes I'd like to talk about the parable of the fig tree. The barren fig tree. This is a lesson on uh, being fruitful or fruitless. You know, oftentimes in God's Word we're compared to a tree. And actually our summer camp for the youth uh, this year, the theme was on being like a tree. And really, that is a perfect uh, illustration for us to look at. It's a great visual uh, way to look at our lives and compare to something. You know, because we know how a tree lives. We know how a tree sustains life. You know, we know when a tree looks good or when a tree looks bad. Jeremiah 17, 7-8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The one who trusts and has hope in the Lord will spread out its roots by the water and make sure it has enough to live. You know, it'll be prepared for the tough situations. It'll be prepared for the drought. It'll be prepared for those tough situations. And here's the deal. It will continue to bear fruit. What is sad to think about this morning, as we look at this lesson, is we have brethren in the church that have become fruitless. They are bearing no fruit. This lesson is a warning. This is a lesson to see if you, yourself, me, myself, am spiritually or you are spiritually dead. Matthew 7, 15, Jesus is talking about a... Uh, to beware of false prophets. And verse 16 through 20, he says this, You will know them by their fruits. 
Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit, it is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Jesus says, you'll know them by their fruits, the good ones and the bad ones. You know, a bad one is these false prophets. Bad ones are people who are doing evil things and you can tell by the way that they act and their actions show it. A good, a good tree that bears good fruit is a faithful follower of Christ. And I'm hoping that that's where we will be in our mind frame after this lesson. But here's the deal. This lesson isn't talking about bearing bad fruit. This lesson isn't talking about bearing good fruit. This is talking about a tree who bears no fruit. Nothing. No fruit. There's no action. We as Christians should not be bearing bad fruit. We should not be bearing no fruit. But what should we be bearing? Good fruit, right? Spiritual fruit. Because the way that we are spiritually is the way that we're going to act outwards to everybody around us. Turn with me really quick before we get to Luke. I know I told you to go to Luke. Just hold your finger there and go with me to Galatians 5, 22. Verses 22 and 25. And this is going to kind of be where I'm going to uh, launch the lesson from. We've all seen the Olympics going on. This is where I'm going to springboard into the lesson, all right? Galatians 5, 22 through 25. Just hang with me, y'all. This is a powerful lesson for us if we'll just take what it says and think about our lives and fix what we can. Galatians 5, 22 through 25 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let me say that again. If we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit. For just a few minutes, let's do an investigation, shall we, on ourselves. And see how we're doing when it comes to the thought of bearing fruit. Ask yourself this question. Am I bearing fruit? Let's read Luke 13 verses 1 through 5. There were present at the season some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Are those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. These Jews wanted to know if 
these Galileans who were killed setting up these sacrifices and the blood had gotten mingled with the sacrifice, they were worse sinners than the other Galileans because what had happened to them. They were wondering if their sins were worse than somebody else's. And in verse 4, Jesus gives this other illustration of the Tower of Siloam that fell down and killed 18 people. And he says, do you think that because those 18 people died that their sins are worse than anybody else in Jerusalem? And he says, no. But I tell you this, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. God shows no partiality. Amen? Romans 2.11 says that God shows no partiality. Everybody is on an equal playing field. Sin is sin and it's sin. Whether it's a small one or a little one. God can't have sin and He won't have it in His presence. Amen? The Jews had a problem with this though. They were always looking to criticize somebody else, right? They were always trying to, uh, to dish it off on somebody else. There's a reason why, and I'm going to get to it in just a second. But they, they didn't want to turn inward and look at themselves and think about the issues that they needed to deal with. What a powerful parallel, huh? They were quick to look around and find fault in everybody else but stopping and realizing maybe some mistakes in their life, that just wasn't happening. So Jesus says, unless you repent, brethren, unless we repent and get serious about our lives and what it is we're supposed to be doing, Jesus says we will all likewise perish. Then he begins the parable. He's not talking about a physical death. He's talking to these Jews and trying to get them to understand. And us also, we're talking about spiritual death. Now look at the parable. Verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man having had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. So here's a man, and this man is God, and he goes into his vineyard, and he's planted this fig tree, and he goes for three years seeking fruit on this tree, and he finds none. When you became a Christian, you were planted in the Lord's vineyard. You were added, like Todd said, to the church. When God walks out into the vineyard, so to speak, using this story for our minds, and He comes to your tree, what does He see? What does He find? First thing to consider this morning... If we don't have any fruit on our tree, oh man, this one right here. Huh. If we're not bearing fruit, it's probably because we are spiritually lazy. 
You ever work with somebody who's lazy? You know, I played ball, and, 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 and a lot of my players there was, that were on my team were really good athletes, but guess what? They were straight up lazy. Didn't want to do anything extra. You couldn't get them to do anything. You know, I had employees when I used to run the press, and I'd say, hey, I need y'all to go ahead and just sweep up this stuff for me. Get it, go ahead and, and clean it up while we got some downtime. Uh, and if the big bosses walk around, you know, you'll look busy. You'll, be, you'll, you'll do good, and they won't say anything to you. I'd leave and come back, and what were they doing? Posted up with the brooms, just talking, right? Just visiting not doing anything that they're supposed to do. And if you asked them to do it, it just was like, I can't believe you would ask me to do something. You ever encountered somebody like that? This man in the parable, and I'm going to be repetitious on this because I want us to think about it. He says, for three years I've come to this tree and I've expected figs, but I ain't found any. Was it the soil's fault? Was it the sun's fault? Was it the rain? Was it, 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 was it the rain's fault? Or was it the vineyard's fault? No. It was the fig tree's fault. It wasn't doing its job. And therefore, listen to this. It was totally useless could you imagine God Almighty looking at your life and thinking that you're useless oh man that's a that makes me emotional let me move on does it bother you to think about that The fig tree represented in this is the Jews in the context. Here they were, children of Israel, and because they wore that name, guess what? That was good enough. I'm a Jew. I'm the son of Abraham. This is so true in the church today, ain't it? It's sad but true. Many in the church believe that once they've obeyed the gospel, guess what? That's all they got to do is sit on the pew, right? As long as I belong to the church that preaches the truth and I go, that's good enough, right? Boy, it sounds like a hard lesson. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it and I'm, 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 I'm walking through it and I'm thinking, boy, this is a hard lesson. But guess what, brethren? If we don't sometimes get a hard lesson, we won't ever get right. I remember when I got in trouble by my dad, it wasn't because he wanted me to keep doing what I was doing. It was so I would stop. Huh. I'm passionate about this, y'all. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not trying to holler at you. I'm passionate about what this, the implications of what this means. If we don't do what we're supposed to do, the church will not grow. And we will be cut off.
Think about it. The fig tree in the vineyard had no figs. It may have not been wicked. It may have not been a lawbreaker. It may have not been revengeful. It may have not been hateful. But when it came to furthering the kingdom, they had no fruit. And I'm sad to say this, people are good with that. Can you believe that? People are good with that. I had to think about my life. I had to think about what it means to be a Christian. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a child of God? Brethren, listen to this just for a minute. We live in a world right now that believes that this is okay for a man to be able to go into a bathroom with a woman. (laughs) Can you believe that? This is a warning, y'all. Think about the spiritual fruit, the, the spiritual fruit. Do you love being a part of the kingdom? So much that you can't help to go tell others? Do you, do you get joy found in your heart when somebody repents and comes to the truth? Are you sharing that peace that passes all understanding? You know, through powerful prayer, be anxious for nothing. You know it. But in everything through prayer and supplication, present your request to God. And what does He say? He'll give you the peace that passes off. Are you sharing that with somebody? Are you long-suffering? With brethren who've wronged you? with brethren who who have fallen away, with people who haven't obeyed the gospel and they just don't want to hear it, but you still continue to talk to them, being long-suffering and being kind with them as you're sharing the truth with them? Do people see the goodness in your life? Do they see how you act and how you talk? Hey, parents, how do you talk to your children? Do they see that goodness in you? Hey, Hey, kids, how are you talking to your parents? Does the Lord and others see your faithfulness? Oh man, that's a big one for me. Faithfulness to do His will? Are you gentle when dealing with people who oppose what you believe? Seasoned with salt when you talk to them? Not swaying from the truth by any means, but in a gentle way presenting the truth, the hope? That we know. Here's one of my big ones. Do I, do you, Matt, discipline your body and have self-control when it comes to dealing with temptation and sin? I'm going to raise my hand. I struggle. I don't want to. And I'm going to wrap it up. I got a lot, but I'm going to wrap it up. 
If we are not bearing fruit, the second point is it means, and I love this connection, we are lukewarm. And if you're lukewarm, guess what? You're spiritually dead. I've come for three years and found no fruit. What does verse 7 say? Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Why is it using up the ground? Cut this thing down. For three years I've come. I've come more than one time in the three, three times in the whole year. I've come and I've looked for this fruit and I can't find it. Cut it down. The Jews were the ones to receive this gospel first. Mark 1.14 The time is at hand. The kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. They didn't want it. And really what this cutting down means is you're no longer going to be the children of God unless you believe this gospel that's coming. And they didn't want it. Jesus is giving us a warning that being unfruitful, listen, being unfruitful is unacceptable. And the end punishes separation from the vineyard. Jesus said, by their fruits you will know them. Well, what if you don't have any fruit? Not bad fruit, not good fruit, nothing. Revelations 3, 15 and 16 says, I know your works, that you're neither cold or hot. I wish you were, I could wish you were cold or hot, so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, guess what? I'm going to vomit you or spit you out of my mouth. You know how it is when something doesn't taste good and you... <laughs> Spit it out. That's what he's saying. You know, when you're really thirsty and you want something to drink, I see uh, Bill and Dwayne, they come and get ice. They don't come up here and ask me to brew them some coffee so they can go out to the tobacco. Now, I'd probably drink the coffee, but I'm not, we're not going that way. When you get out in the field and you're have this ice in the cooler, what's that for? Because you want something cold to drink, right? The good fruit is cold. The bad fruit is hot. But guess what no fruit is? Nothing. Lukewarm. In the middle. Nothing. Zero. And Jesus says, He wishes you were either hot or cold. But what happens to a lukewarm, nothing, fruit-bearing Christian? They're wishy-washy, right? In one, out the next. In one, out the next. I think of James 1.23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself... He goes away and guess what, y'all? He immediately forgets what kind of man he was. What do I look like? I can't even remember. I can't even remember what I look like.
Brethren, if we aren't bearing fruit, then we in a sense have forgot what we look like. The Lord brings us to this hard thought and this hard teaching to bring us where we need to be. Making the choice in our minds to go from no fruit to bearing fruit. My third and final point is this. If we are not bearing fruit, we still have time to fix it. Because Jesus Christ does not come back. And here's the deal. Verse 8 says, But he answered and said to him, This was the keeper of the vineyard, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit well, then that's good. But then he says, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. Jesus intercedes for us. Does that matter? We talked about it in Bible class. God the Father, you know, as He's looking at us and He's seen a child of God, somebody who's obeyed the gospel that was freely given to us to make us right, you don't think when He looks and sees no fruit, He sees a little bit of disrespect on our part? Why would you say that, Matt? Because of what Jesus Christ does for us. What He does for us. He intercedes for us. He's the one that says, no, I got him. He's covered by my blood. But in turn, what should we be doing? Showing it. Showing the appreciation for what we've received. Jesus says, or or the, the man, he says, let me dig around. Let me put some fertilizer in there. Give me a year. When we understand the truth, when we understand that we are saved by the grace of God, why do we not do as I talked about on Wednesday night and become a debtor to everyone around us? Don't they deserve the gospel just like we received? Shouldn't we have that humble attitude to say, let me have another shot at you. Let me tell you something. Lord, I pray that, I've heard this prayer. Lord, I pray that you'll come back. But the only reason why I would pray that you wouldn't come back is so that somebody would obey the gospel, huh? You ever heard that? Boy, I want Jesus Christ to come back right now. I wouldn't have to mess with this water leak I got to fool with, right? Seriously. Let me dig around and fertilize it. As we sit in the crowd this morning and, and maybe we have done a thorough investigation of ourselves thinking about whether we're bearing fruit. Remember what 2 Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. we still got time. If you're not living the right way, why continue? Today is the chance you can make it right. Remember who you look like in the mirror. Not only be a hearer of the word, but a doer. 
a faithful doer and bear fruit. And show everyone you come in contact with who you serve. And here's my favorite, who our king is. Amen. The king. That's who we serve. Princes, princesses. We're kings. We we, we serve a king. You can start today. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you need to repent, you can today. Get it right. If you need to make your life right, if it's a mess, if you're living a fake life, if you're bearing no fruit, Jesus said it will be cut down. But you may be here and you not, are not in the vineyard. Maybe you're here today and you're not even a, a, a thought about becoming a Christian. Well, let me tell you this. If you are not inside the body of Christ, there's no hope. But you can today, and that comes through obedience of the gospel. Believing who Jesus is, believing what he did, believing that he came, he died, he was buried. Be willing to repent and turn from your old ways. Confess his name before men, believing that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and being baptized in water for the remission of your sins. Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can do it today. Jesus is coming back. Are you bearing fruit? If you need a start, whatever you need, come right now together we stand and sing.